Hi, I'm Dr. Fred Silva of Arcana Laboratories, coming to you from Little Rock, Arkansas, with another installment of Throwback Thursday. The kidney is an endocrine organ, or children of an endocrine organ. In the 1660s, Malpighi discovered the glomerulus. Glomus equals Latin for ball of thread, and thought that it was a secretory organ, sort of. Although we know its main function now is that of filtration, the physiologic role of the kidney extends much beyond its excretory value and has multiple endocrine functions. For example, the cells of the glomerulus, endothelial, mesangial, epithelial, are now all known to have autocrine and paracrine activities of various sorts, and not only producers of products, but a variety of cellular receptors for a variety of hormones, and so on. In addition, a number of other sites of endocrine function occur in the kidney, in the tubular systems, as well as the interstitial and capillary systems. The term hormone comes from the Greek means to impel or to set in motion. The term endocrine, which now means to secrete internally, comes from two words, one English, endo, meaning within, and Greek, cranon, meaning to distinguish, sift, or separate. The kidney produces enzymes, such as calocrines, which produce hormones in other distant sites. As noted above, it produces local hormones, such as prostaglandins, endothelin, and adrenomedulin. The kidney is also the primary target organ for various hormones, such as aldosterone, angiotensin, and the natriuretic peptides, and is also affected by a variety of hormonal diseases, such as diabetes, acromegaly, and hyperparathyroidism. Thus, we have learned that the kidney is a prime endocrine target organ apart from stimulating hormone production in non-renal tissues. We will not go into all of these functions here now since that is a major lengthy podcast by itself, but here are just a couple. Number one, the JGA, the juxtaglomerular apparatus, part of the renin-angiotensin-aldosterone pathway, RAAS, and the proteolytic cascade of the RAS begins with renin. Conversely, ANP and vasopressin inhibits renin release, while angiotensin II, prostaglandin, E2, and prostacycline stimulates its release. This is covered in another podcast. It should be noted, however, that angiotensin-converting enzyme, ACE, is abundantly present in the brush border of the proximal tubules and plays a major role in the rate-limiting steps of RAS activity, contributing to renal homeostasis. Number two, erythropoietin. EPO is produced in the renal cortical interstitial cells near the base of the proximal tubules in response to the sensing of oxygen deficiency. As chronic renal failure develops, the level of EPO production falls and anemia develops. The stimulation of red blood cells by this renal hormone, EPO, is produced in lesser amounts in the liver, except in fetal and the perinatal period 
where it is much more abundant. Number three, vitamin D. This is a wrongly named hormone and is synthesized in the skin upon exposure to near ultraviolet light. The most biologically active metabolite form is 1,25-dihydroxycholecalciferol, which is synthesized in the mitochondria of renal proximal tubules. The kidney is both a producer and a target organ for vitamin D. 1,25-dihydroxycholecalciferol decreases calciuria and phosphaturia by increasing electrolyte reabsorption at the level of the proximal tubules. Other hormones such as atrial naturetic peptides, ANP, were first discovered from the heart, establishing that the heart is also an endocrine organ. The kidney is also one of the sites which produce C-naturetic peptide, NDP, and also a target organ for these hormones. It is also said that the gastrointestinal tract, volume accounted for, is the largest overall endocrine gland or organ in the human, if you consider its secretions. As noted before, we will not go into the multitude of hormones with paracrine and autocrine and endocrine activities that affect the kidney and are emanated from the renal tissues. The kidney is often affected by other endocrine diseases such as diabetes, acromegaly, thyroid disorders, and hyperparathyroidism as noted before. There are also pseudoendocrine functions named after facets of the endocrine system but not really part of the endocrine system. The first is the so-called endocrine tubules. Hans Sely, S-E-Y-L-E, called the father of the stress state, published in Nature in 1946 a very short report where he thought it possible to transform one of the rat kidneys into an exclusively endocrine organ using a special surgical technique that involved partial constriction of the aorta between the two renal arteries. Quote, there was a decreased filtration with ceasing of urine, but nutrition of the renal parenchyma does not suffer, end of quote. A presser substance which ensued from the kidney led to a myocarditis, nephrosclerosis of the contralateral kidney, and what was called widespread polyarteritis nodosa, possibly the result of severe hypertension. Thus, Hans Saley thought that the lesions seen were regarded as secondary to the production of a transformed kidney. Histologic studies showed that the tubular lumens of the kidney were filled with proliferating, well-preserved parenchymal cells, and steroids and pituitary extracts led to mitotic proliferation. Although Gene Oliver performed a microdissection study of the architecture of the kidney in chronic renal failure, he did not emphasize the process of ischemic tubular atrophy since that had not yet been defined. In the 1960s to the 1980s, the number of investigators studied metaplastic and mitotic activity of the ischemic endocrine kidney in renal hypertension, both experimental and human, as well as the ultrastructural changes. It was the study of Garcia, Krugel, Ben Landing, and Wells that demonstrated the microdissection of the lesions of the endocrine kidney in hypertensive children from L.A. Children's Hospital. 
because these modified atrophic tubular epithelial cells appear to resemble some other endocrine organs, such as those of the fetal adenoma of the thyroid or the cells of the parathyroid gland, they became known as endocrine tubules, a form of tubular atrophy. In the kidney, these changes are usually related to ischemia. Possibly for that reason, in part, modified tubules are chock full of mitochondria as if they were gasping for breath, and maybe they are. Actually, Dr. Saley himself suffered some stress, but we will not go into that now. You can look it up if you wish. I always tell my students to not write about deadly things since a number of physicians have suffered from what they published or carry their names, such as Trousseau phenomenon, describing migratory thrombophobitis and then the accompanying pancreatic carcinoma, or Herrick's angina. There's a great statue in England with this discoverer of angina holding his hand to his chest. Lord Brain, who is said to die of CNS disease, Richard Bright of renal disease, and maybe others. Maybe better to write about sex. Thyroidization, this nonspecific change, was once thought to be virtually pathognomonic, then at least somewhat characteristic of chronic pyelonephritis, but now we know this form of tubular atrophy which resembles the thyroid gland by light microscopy, can be seen in virtually every progressive renal disease. There is no relation with the thyroid gland itself, nor struma ovarii. As a final thought, I had read that in ancient Chinese medicine there were thought to be five major organs, and for each one of those five major organs, a corresponding minor organ sort of a yin-yang relationship, if you will. One of the major organs was the heart, and its corresponding minor organ was the kidney. Therefore, long before Tigerstat and Renan, this was thought of. Wow. Thank you for listening. This podcast and more can be found in the iTunes and Google Play stores. For more information and educational programming like this, follow us on Facebook and Twitter, or visit us on the web at arcanalabs.com.